For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome back into the OC Fan TV studio. It's been a little over a week now since the last time we recorded. As you can see, I'm by myself here. Missing one of the parts, but we have the two guys over here, and Dave and Zach. How are you guys? Well, coming off of being sick, and the other one has a tummy ache, so he can't <laughs> be here. <laughs> well, I'm just the model of consistency over here, so all good. Well, it's been a hell of a past week since we've recorded. It's been something. And we're going to get into all of that, but real quick, a word from today's sponsor. The big game is finally here. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, now you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Wow, whoever did that ad read just has the voice of God. Very professional. I heard they did it in one take, like a true pro. That's what I heard, and we're we're up in the levels now. So, did they bring the pod back in one take? I guess we'll never know. I don't know. Those deleted files are looking pretty good right now. <laughs> Where he's gonna scrub that laptop the, before the laptop the end of the day. comes home with me, doesn't it? <laughs> Fuck. Well, since it has been a little over a week. Um, we didn't get a chance to touch on the Flamengo match, but we'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit before we get into all the big news that you guys want to hear about. So starting off, first thing I have written down on here, we need a center back. That we do. Yes. I. We definitely, like Schlegel has come a long way in his time here. He was very consistent for us for eight games, but... It's like we all said throughout that stretch, it's only a matter of time before we have the Schlegel moment. And this in this particular match, again, first match in the offseason, like can't mis- really judge much. Mistakes are gonna happen. Yeah. But if you're making the Schlegel mistake inside two minutes, it's not a great look for you. And he was like stepping up, way out of position, jabs in on somebody, gives away a free kick inside two minutes, and it's like that was almost a breakaway opportunity. That person's able to receive that ball and, and play it off to somebody else. We're looking at a different problem. Again, can't really judge, like you said, first game of the season, but preseason, not even the season, preseason. Like We're still trying things. We need a center back. I mean, it's it's just the same Schlegel mistakes that we see over and over again. Like I'll take it back to the commentary team. As much as I love Miguel and Evan, they said <clears> – <throat> that he may have one or two mistakes in him that he'll always be remembered for uh, the good moments that he's had, that the the penalty save against New York City, mm-hmm. 
But if we're being honest, the Schlegel mistakes that happen have cost us so much. It's not even just the mistakes. It's more of his overall play has been, I'd say, worse than it has been good. So overall, you look at him and his effect that he's had for the club. Yeah, he's had big moments. But overall, outside of those big moments, it's just average at best and then maybe hurting us. Yeah, I mean, if he could really just dial in that composure and that that focus, he'd be a great player. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could really level up. It's just he seems to struggle with with those two aspects of his game is just the composure and focus and big moments. They, you know, and then he makes that save in the playoff game. You know, two three years ago now. Some three. Yeah. Three. Four? Going on going on four years now. Four. Was it 2020? Yeah. 21, I think, by that point in time. But either way, we're going on a long time. And it's like you he had the composure and the focus in that moment to make that save. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, this guy, this, this brother's got ice in his veins. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. Four years later, no. Still no. It, it, is, was, yeah. it was a matter – for me, it was a matter of the football gods, quote, unquote, giving us our due because we got screwed over so badly before that that it was just like the universe decided that we were not going to lose that game and Schlegel just happened to be the vessel. <laughs> Alan Chapman, I had other thoughts. Yeah. But Schlegel said differently. It's the best way to put that. So bringing it back to Flamengo, um, we see Rafa Santos come out on fire, though, being even being that it's the first match of the preseason. This man is putting in dangerous opportunities, like creating goal-scoring opportunities right off the bat. We see a ball come in from the outside to Duncan McGuire. That kind of glances off his head, doesn't really connect with it, but that should have been a goal. And then after that, we see him play this beautiful ball over the middle early to none other than the man we were just talking about, Rodrigo Schlegel. Was that off a free kick? It was a free kick, yes. That's Sorry. the only reason Schlegel should be up there. Um, but it's perfect. On a dot, Schlegel actually makes a connection with the ball, which props to him. A little outside the boot, and, you know, it gets a little more bend. That sneaks in that, that near post. Gets like eight feet higher, 20 more miles an hour on it. It goes top ends, yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm not even – I'm just talking about sneaking in the post. You know what I mean? Troubling the keeper a little more than we did. More than you expect them, right? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely definitely a, a shout to him there. That was nice. But how do you guys feel about Santos picking up right where we left off? How do you think that's going to play into this year? That's exactly what I was going to say. He picked up right where he left off. There's not much more <clears throat> that you really can say at this point. He's brilliant at this point, for us to say the least. Uh, defensively, he is still uh, he does his job. It's not like you're going to get anything ridiculous out of him defense uh, defensively, but attacking, possibly. I uh, I know Messi's in the league, but possibly the best left foot in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, we talked about it before. This being one of the shortest off seasons that we've had, the shortest I believe off season that we've had in the MLS. Um, and if there was a year that we wanted that to happen, it was this year because we're picking up right where we left off last year on a on a hot note. This team 
really gelled well and was finishing out very well, playing some of our best football. So that's kind of where you want to pick up, pick up, you know, like we took a little time off. Everybody gets to refresh themselves and, you know, recharge your bodies. But like, it's right back to where we were. We're in a groove of things. Yeah. I, I'm trying not to get too excited about basing something off of preseason. I did that a little too much with a certain club over in West London. <laughs> so, yeah, it was Flamengo, a very good, well-represented team. Uh, but I just can't <clears throat> I can't get too excited about that. Just, uh, yeah. It's preseason. Players are just coming back. Ladero did play very well. But, oh, I mean, I was going to say it's going to take time for him to get used to the Florida heat and humidity. And I guess he didn't really have to deal with that much humidity, and he still hasn't had to yet. But once that rolls around, same with Breccolo, um, other people, then I think we could uh, truly see what we're made of. But if we're being honest, how many times have we gone into a season coming off of the season that we've had? Being, I'm not going to say the hottest team because I think we ran into Columbus at the wrong time. But in my opinion, we were the best team going into the playoffs. Oh, down the stretch, point like <clears throat> points tally, I think we were the number one team in the league going down the last 10 games of the season, I feel like. I mean, not even just points tally, but taking down St. Louis, it was that in St. Louis as well as mm. taking... No, I thought that was, that was here. Or we played St. Louis here. No, yeah, it was oh, since here. it was either way, since away. Yeah, back Saint to back Lewis, weeks. Back to back, back weeks. to back weeks against both number one teams and doing it comfortably. I mean, that's got to say something. Uh, most of the time, we're beating teams that we should beat. As to in years past, sometimes we would play teams to where we just wouldn't beat them. Yeah. I.e., D.C. United Fourth of July five two loss at home still hurts me to this day. But we made up for that by beating Toronto four nil on the Fourth of July this year because Canada. Bums. This is not America. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, so you kind of touched on it. Ladero was very impressive in his first minutes for Orlando. Obviously, preseason game, we're not basing anything on this, but he looked he can go to the distance. He didn't look out of place. He looked fit. He looked sharp. I During the match, I put out a tweet about him finishing third in the beep test. Not an easy feat, especially in – what is considered a younger squad mm-hmm. in the league. So for him at 34 to be able to finish third in that beep test in a new uh, environment, I guess, it really is a new environment for him just weather-wise. So it's impressive. And if he can play more than we thought he would and we don't burn him out, then it's that's going to end up being a brilliant signing. I was going to kind of play devil's advocate here, but yes, he finished third, but Doing it here in January is a lot different than doing it here after you've played three or four months already, and now you're in August with that fucking heat. Yep. So That's true. We'll definitely see what, what kind of shape he's in come that time of the year and, and how much he's going to be involved in the team. Um, we definitely tried some different things throughout that game. We saw Kyle Smith in the midfield as a central midfielder actually playing there. We saw... Mikey Holiday out left. Um, last thing that we kind of want to touch on before I move on from this game, Ivan finally shows up for Orlando. Not Angulo? No. No. Ivan is here. Not Yvonne. Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Man finally found his finishing boots. I, if he didn't finish that, we'd have problems. Well, we've seen him not finish that before. That's so the, that, hence the problems. <laughs> That's the problem when he has that shot, and I'm still worried if it's going to go in or not. That's when you know it's a problem. Yeah. It's As- incredible. Assisted by none other than Nico Lodero. First game, first goal involvement. I knew it was Nico, and just because of Mo being here for so long, I still wanted to say Mauricio Pereira. <laughs> just I'm just so used to it. Yeah, fair. So definitely was a nice little goal, a nice little combination from the two of them. Nico creating that opportunity by himself. It's a good little combination play on the top of the box yep. to open up that space. Something that we haven't really seen much of here. You don't really mm-hmm. see much of it in the MLS period, so it was nice to see that happen here. Yeah, so if you guys want like a full breakdown of this game, let us know in the comments or hit us up on any of our social medias that that's something you're looking for. The game's on YouTube, so all we would need to do is kind of sit down together and we could do a full breakdown for you. But we're really not going to spend a lot of time on it because so much has happened since this game. I know that Zach and I have been glued to social medias for the past five days at this point, six days. I'd like to see my screen time on Twitter for both my laptop and my phone and just see the percentage just skyrocket. Yes. I can't wait for my next week's screen time to come out because I'm typically not on my phone a ton, and I have been – I feel like – I'm Tom Bogert and and Fabrizio <laughs> Romano this past week. Like I'm I'm sitting here like notification from this guy. All right, look at this news article. All right, read this article. Nope, that's not credible. We're not talking about that. All right, let's corroborate this story with this story and let's act like I'm gonna say I want to give y'all props for that because you guys turned into full on reporters for that whole ordeal. There's, I mean, I think we posted. Well, I, I posted more on Instagram in the last four to five days <laughs> than there were posts on Instagram in the last like two months. Two. <laughs> I was going to say two years, but I, I'm discrediting myself a little no, bit yeah. there. You do good work on the Instagram, that's for sure. No, I mean, I think I've tweeted more on the OC Fan TV account this past week <laughs> than I have in my entire lifetime, <laughs> to be fair. Like going on my personal Twitter, I probably have like 14 tweets in total from like myself. So Same. I retweet a bunch of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, apologies if I cough into the mic. I think partially due to staying up all night and looking out for that news, I did pick up a cold. I'm fine now, so these boys aren't sick, but I'm getting over the cough. Oh, pull your jacket down. You're fine. Am I, though? Guess you'll find out in the next couple of days. Oh, shit. All right, so we'll just start from the beginning. It's a whole timeline, isn't it? Literally. Yeah. OCUK, shout out Taylor, made a whole timeline. That's been fantastic. So, Flamengo match happens. During that time frame, we are in talks with David Brecolo and reportedly Alan Saudavia. Two center backs. David Brecolo, we've kind of talked about on the show a little bit. Alan Saudavia, we touched on. Maybe, no, we didn't get a chance because that, I don't think that. That was ever, too late, yep. So, yeah, he was a young guy from Colo Colo out in Chile. Um, Chile. Not Chile. Nope. nope. Chile. Chile. We're fancy now. The Chilean, the sorry, the Uruguayan playing in the Chilean league, 
22 years old, um, is his first professional contract. Apparently, Orlando City put in a bid for a loan plus a buy option that Colo Colo turned down. Um, they never wanted to get rid of him, seemingly, and they're never going to get rid of his 100% rights. It's only going to be 70% for him. So maybe we were talking with him, maybe not. Then we hear rumblings of Duncan McGuire links. We hear Sheffield Wednesday and what was the was Sheffield Midchillen Midchillen from Denmark? Denmark. And well, obviously the other one. So they who shall not be named. Those were the first two teams interested. And it seemed like Wednesday was the ones that were leading the race. And then the infamous Blackburn Rovers <laughs> enter the conversation. And they come in and they offer a pretty compelling deal. Before all this happens, we offered Duncan a new contract, wanted to try to keep him here in Orlando. Obviously, he's contributed a ton. Can't keep him on that rookie contract making 83 k a year. It's not fair to him. It's not not right. So we try, you know, we talk. But he knows the interest from Europe. He knows he's got offers on the table. I'm assuming his agents talk to him too. And uh, he feels it's time to go. So what do we do as Orlando City? The same thing we've done time and time again. We're not going to stand in your way. Blackburn had the best offer which I think you might have the details on that original offer. Do I? Um, I think we were the only ones other than Tom Bogert to post the uh, numbers, the figures for it. Uh, I know Blackburn matched Sheffield Wednesday's offer. Let's see. I'm going to Taylor Orlando City UK's article, and we're finding it because I – I did not expect that. Maybe not. Well, just entertain the people for a second. That's fine. So, yeah. This saga starts off. We're going to send Duncan McGuire over. He's in Cancun training with the guys at the time. Um, These reports surface. You got it? Uh, So, there was a report from Bogart. That said, there was a four million dollar fee, plus two and a half million in add-ons. That was one. But then there was another report from uh, uh, some Wheatley, Chris Wheatley. Uh, yeah, that's his name. That was two two point three two point three pounds. Yes. Plus, uh, was there add-ons to that, or was it just two point three? I think it was two point three flat. So, there was that. Blackburn was having a bunch of trouble financially. They were trying to sell an academy kid named Adam Wharton for 22 million pounds to Palace, and he actually just played for Palace over the weekend. I'm pretty sure he got dispossessed in the midfield and gave up a goal. So, nod to him. Um, (laughs) Shout out. Then apparently that deal fell apart, so Blackburn wasn't going to get their 22 million pounds, and Duncan McGuire deal fell off. While While he's on the plane. Yeah. That he's a poor guy. He's on a plane to England, finds out that the deal is off. Well, yeah, again, while he's on the plane flying there, and so he's p- 
pictured sat in a hotel where some internet sleuths figured out it was some hotel in Sheffield. He's in Sheffield. Maybe Wednesday is going to mm-hmm. come in with a bid, right? Well, be- especially because after this point, uh, reports are coming out of Blackburn that they're canceling all incoming transfers because of financial reasons. There's no, it's other than a loan, there's no permanent transfer. Or on a free. Or on a free, correct. Um, before all this, they kind of like stuck their head in on the David Brecolo front and kind of just tried to get involved there. And then we all kind of were like, not worried about it anymore as soon as this information came out because Viking didn't want a loan. They wanted a, a permanent. So, like you said, sitting in a hotel in Sheffield, you are Sheffield Wednesday. You come in and get this deal done. The lad's stranded here in England with no club. Uh, so, I don't know if the time on this is UK time or Eastern Standard Time in the US, but according to Orlando City, UK, on February 1st at 1427, so 227 p.m., Blackburn Rovers re-enter negotiations for Maguire, according to Sky Sports News. So that's when that clip broke on Twitter. They posted it, and everybody was like, what is going on? So that's UK time. It was early. I remember <clears throat> early in the morning. I remember being like on the job site, walking Cause around. Because that would have been right before we did the stream, February 1st, yeah? Yeah. So it was early that it was early that day, early morning. I want to say it was like ten o'clock. So that that happened, yeah. Was mm, yeah, like nine nine thirty. Yeah, I like believe er- that would be yeah. Um, sorry, just me specifics. I yep. get it. <clears throat> uh, then at four fifteen, uh, British time. Yeah, McGuire is on his way to Blackburn to sign a loan deal with option to buy. That was also news that no one really expected was it was for it to be a loan deal and then an obligation to buy after and then the price of that was even crazier no one expected seven hundred thousand dollars just for a loan for six months which fair due to orlando city's front office great business from us and then added on top of that a purchase option of seven million dollars plus two and a half million dollars in add-ons they're not going to pay that no, I mean, Muzi did the front office fantastic work there because we know what we have in Duncan. And, you know, you kind of reopen negotiations when you fuck them around like that. So now it's time for us to add our little our little price tag on top. And that's not even a little high sp- a price tag on top. That's highway robbery. Six months over there, basically all we're doing is increasing his value. And we know your broke club can't <laughs> afford to pay the $9.5 to retain him. So he's coming back here, and we're just going to open up a bidding war, same thing we did with DK, and end up potentially selling him on on now for 10, 10 and a half. Who knows? Well done by the front office, because that's just a nice Fantastic. little fuck you to the, uh, I, I don't forget their names. The Vankies. Fuck you to the Vankies. Give us 700000 for six months. Yeah, so at this point, I feel like it's the right time to give you guys a little... If you haven't seen our thread already, a little kind of background on the Vankies. They're not a good ownership. Blackburn Rovers are in tumultuous times facing the prospect of administration. Um, If you guys don't know what that is, that's when the government comes in and takes over your football club and runs it for you and fixes all your problems. It's basically bankruptcy, except a lot less fun, I would imagine. So 
there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. We're not going to go in super depth with it. I don't know if you're looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, I found it. He- <laughs> <laughs> He's done it again. Where did that come from? Perfect timing. He's so, done it again. <laughs> also, this isn't the first time that some shit's happened with the transfer for them either. No, I feel like this is. that's why this is the right time to give you guys a little overview of the, what's going on at Blackburn. So they bought Blackburn in uh, November 2010. There have been multiple stories of just not great things for a football club to be had. Just kind of embarrassing, really, if you're trying to run a football club. Uh, at one point, the Vankies talked about bringing in players, quote-unquote, like Ronaldinho and managers like Maradona, end quote. Instead, they delivered guys like David Goodwillie and Steve Keen. Steve Keen. No offense to those two lads, but you're no Ronaldinho and Maradona. I apologize. Um, I said in one of the tweets, it looks like there could be a Netflix documentary made about it just because of how crazy it all is. If you want the full details on it, go read the quote tweet. Or not the quote tweet, the thread. Um, there was a 7.3 million pound purchase of a mansion that was actually, I didn't put it in here, it was owned, they bought it from None other than Man United and Sky Sports, now Sky Sports legend, Gary Neville. Uh-huh. Um, that was not taken lightly or taken well by uh, banks. They put them in a tax dispute. Then, from what I saw, an Indian bank seized the property. But I don't know how that works with it being in British soil. And then the So, something happened with that. Well, I know they bought... A property in India as well, correct? With the football money, could that be the property that's maybe being referred to? That might be true. That might be it. Um, There are statements coming out that saying all their financials are fine when obviously they're not fine. They are getting loans from Indian courts to keep the lights on at Blackburn, so they're getting helped out by the Indian government as well as one point being an administration from the English government. So they are in absolute tatters over there uh got to get into the point where they can sell an academy product and adam warden who i mentioned earlier for 22 million pounds and none of that goes to transfers just because they have to use it to keep the lights on housekeeping probably pay people yeah not even the manager at this point just the people that are there on on match days your your part-time workers and stuff so absolute shambles over there and we see that now yeah, and I mean, obviously this is Orlando City fan TV, and we we talk about our own team, but this this isn't something that we're okay with just letting kind of go under the radar. Um, there's corruption all over the world in football, and any opportunity that I feel like any of us get a chance to shed a light on it, we're going to take that opportunity. And it's such a shame to see what's happened to such a great football club, which was once great, to see utter incompetence at the helm, complete disregard for the fans and the club and the history, to just come in and destroy an organization, and then to see what's happened to this fan base since. We've had a ton of opportunity to interact with a bunch of Blackburn fans on social media this past week we did a live we got a bunch of those guys on there coming in and talking and it's like 
to see them apologize over and over and over and over, that's not right. Nope. You should never be in that position as a football fan to go have to go on social media and apologize on behalf of your club for fucking around a 23-year-old kid that didn't know any better. It's, it is really sad. Even, I mean, as an American, never have been to England, never really sat down and watched a Blackburn match. Don't necessarily really care at this point. Now I kind of do just because I'm invested in the Duncan thing. Uh, I mean, talk to some good people on Twitter and Instagram. But I still think Blackburn, I still think Alan Shearer in 94-95, they won the league. And now you're struggling to stay in the, Honestly, at this point, you're in the championship. Don't know how. It's impressive that you're still in the championship with what is going on. And there, I still see fans that are like, no, nah, JDT, their manager – is the problem. It's not the ownership. How you can be saying that is beyond me with everything that has happened. Probably previous managers, the same thing. We saw in the in the thread, there was at one point 50 fans, quote-unquote, besieged the training ground. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the manager had was given a bodyguard just to protect him. And then seven games in, he quit because his job was no longer uh, safe. Yeah, in all reality. No, yeah, that's the word. So <clears throat> the club has really just gone downhill, and it's sad to see because, you. I mean, when you think of Premier League clubs, you don't necessarily think of them now, but I believe it would have been a club that could have been a Premier League mainstay for a while. Absolutely. I mean, and the worst <clears throat> part about this story is it were not even to the worst part of this transfer yet. It keeps going. So, and that's like, so we add this perspective, right? So now we got that new deal, highway robbery. Duncan is present for the game on Saturday. Rovers take on QPR at Ewood Park. And Duncan McGuire is not named in the squad. Everybody is kind of starting to ask questions. And then Elliot Jackson, I believe is his name. Elliot. Uh, Elliot Johnson. Johnson Jackson. I'm I'm sorry I didn't get the name. Harvey Elliot. Breaks the news for Lancashire Telegraph. Jackson. Jackson. So I was right. Um, That there is potentially a rumor, or there is a rumor, that Duncan McGuire's transfer has not been ratified yet. Um, and they are doing some investigation into it. So when we think it's all done, he's been announced at the deadline. Uh, on deadline day, we're on the live. We see the the announcement post. We're celebrating in there with the Blackburn fans. You know, We're talking with Orlando fans about what's next. And <laughs> lo and behold, two days later in the morning, it's, this whole ordeal. No, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, this this whole ordeal is just it's just downright embarrassing. I mean, the fact that this isn't the first time that something like this has happened uh, to Blackburn Rover fans. I believe that last year uh, they had a transfer not go through because something fucked up in the fax machine, so that couldn't get done. Now this year, something similar happened. I mean, come on now. Yeah, they're both just clerical errors. 
but for it to happen two windows in a row, two Januarys in a row, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's literally it's, a mirror of what happened to them last January. So yeah, do some investigative reading, and multiple reports are confirming the fact that Blackburn Rovers made a clerical error, and the deal is not being upheld in the eyes of the EFL, and now Rovers have to submit an appeal. This was Saturday. Report from the oh, the post-match interview was shambolic, too. From Just no comment no after com- no comment. No comment after no comment. And then when asked directly about the Duncan McGuire situation, he said that you should, you <laughs> you should, should ask, ask Steve and Suheel, right? Suheel, yeah, I believe so. So he'll shake. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. So club general manager, club CEO. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So instantly we're starting to get this feeling now that there's something more going on here than we have any idea of what's going on. And at this point, there just has to be. Mm. You're not going to get this exact kind of stuff from a club unless it's being run very, very, very poorly. And this transfer is now. Kind of in the mud. But, again, this is Blackburn, so the club is being run very, very, very poorly. And here we are today sitting here talking about it. So, just can't even be surprised. Yeah, it's it's been an extreme saga. So, later on that day, the club comes out and says it'll be 48 hours, or in 48 hours, they will have a much clearer understanding of the whole McGuire situation, fast forward to today, Monday, February 5th, and we're told nothing more <laughs> in reality. Yeah, supposed to get news, and then it was just, again, another no comment. <laughs> yeah. So the investigative reporters over there, the EFL still hasn't ratified this deal as of today. So they started looking into saying what the club's other options are, and there's basically three. The EFL ratifies the deal, they appeal the deal, or they start entering pre-contract talks with Duncan, which we'll talk about that whole fiasco at the very end of this. But nothing else. And then Alan Myers for, I believe, Sky, puts out there that... um, the club is not going to be commenting on the Duncan McGuire situation tonight at all. And this was about 3 o'clock our time, so 7, not 8 over UK time. Yep. So there's not going to be any more comment on that today. Based on everything that we've done, all our research and all our reports that we've seen, Duncan's coming home tomorrow. He'll be on a flight. What is Tuesday, February 6th, back here to Florida, whether it be here in Orlando or joining the team, wherever they are currently. This It seems this whole fiasco is finally done. 
Yeah, this has just been a complete and utter shit show. There's no other way to put it. I mean, I don't understand how you as a club can purchase a player, go back and say, I don't want him, then proceed to trans or target one of our transfers, get outbid, lose that, go back on the player you originally wanted, and now still somehow can't get the deal over the line. I feel like it's it's kind of easy to say that because in that context, it just looked like Blackburn is just trying to fuck Orlando City over. But in all reality, they've fucked themselves over and they're just trying to make up for it. The whole Brecolo thing threw me for a loop. I still don't understand why they went after him because they had already gotten a center back on loan, I believe. Yeah. It was on loan or a free, obviously. So for them to kind of have interest, it might have just been a false report to stir something up. But if it was actual interest and they actually tried to get him on loan, then that one confuses me. But just putting like summing it up the way that you did kind of lets them off the hook a little bit, I would say, just on how they're being run. Yeah, it's an absolute shambles over there. Um, definitely the best thing is for Duncan to come back here and not join a relegation battle that those guys are very well in now, especially after losing to the team in the bottom of the league. So you're uh the Rangers you're, over there just you're doing doing things over there in the championship, just not good things. That's what happens when you take Emil Smith low on Emil Smith low. That's what I should start calling him actually. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty good. You came up with one there. I'll give you that. Didn't even mean to. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Duncan Maguire transfer saga. Now moving on to another transfer saga that has been a saga in and of itself, just nowhere near that magnitude is the David Brecolo David Brecolo saga kind of talked about that a little bit I think at least I can't remember at this point it's been so long we probably mentioned it on the live stream on Thursday um, Viking has just been very very stubborn in wanting to sell him they wanted at one point around 45 million crone or whatever it is over there, which to us is roughly four and a half. There you go. Um, we are not willing to give that. I, he's coming off an injury and hasn't played yet since the injury. Correct. So you're kind of, quote, unquote, taking a risk. But from what we've seen of him, he looks like a class defender. So the money that we paid for him, it looks to be worth it. Uh, hopefully, we get an official announcement here soon. But the my phone keeps trying to connect as a, as a camera, so we're just going to let that one go. Um, reel it back in because I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so like you said, he's definitely a top class athlete. He's so there's special tendencies and qualities that he has that you just see that he's going to be a good player. He's going to be special. He's physical. He's a definitely a much more finished product than any of the other defenders that we had been linked with. Um, excited. I definitely think he's going to compliment Robin very well, being right-footed, uh, playing on the right side of the pitch predominantly over at Viking. He's going to fit in very well to the spot that we need him to fill. Excited, young. We're looking for, hopefully, a future with this guy. Again, obviously, there's always the prospect of somebody getting taken to Europe. But 
this is a building block. I, he did technically have interest from Europe already in Blackburn. There might have been other clubs interested from Europe previous to the injury. So we could be getting a very kind of under the radar, very decent center back signing here for what could be considered on the low, cheap kind of signing. Cheap in comparison to what he was getting offers for last year. I mean, three and a half is not, or three million, I think is the number that we can't remember for sure, is not light money for a center back in this league by any means. Three million being paid over time, not all at once, plus 300,000 in add ons. So. Max 3.3. That's not light money for a center back in this league, you know, especially when you're looking at like Miles Robinson getting paid like five. And he's considered the gold standard, apparently. I will take a 25 year old Slovenian center back that looks to be very good for the next, what hopefully could be like seven years of his career any day of the week. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? It really would. He just takes over the role that Robin has as like the leader and rock in that in that back line, and then we go and find another one, and we just keep bringing in, I mean. Or developing here, and Thomas Williams comes into his own maybe in a couple mm-hmm. years from now, and when we have that, that pairing, yeah. that'd be insane. And Thomas Williams, David Brecklow back there, what a pairing that could end up being. But, yeah, that was a saga in and of itself. People asked on Twitter earlier today any more news on that. We didn't have any news as of the recording of this episode on the 5th. But no news is good news at this point in the game, which means everything is pro- progressing towards him being announced officially at the club. So, then last but not least, I guess, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about any of the other guys that we've been kind of linked to. Uh, <sighs> conflicting reports all over the place on this one. Luis Muriel has definitely been an Orlando target from day one of this window. That, for one thing, is clear. Um, And everything has seemed, whether the Duncan deal went one way or another, we were looking to add a center forward this window. No doubt about it. Um, Original reports coming out of Italy, I believe, correct? From, I think, Rudy Galletti. Yes, Rudy Galletti was the first one. Um, Orlando was in talks with Luis Muriel. This was two days or a day before the window closed. This was five, this was the thirty first, so the day before. day before the window closed. So, kind of entering the conversations late, kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with the European clubs, whether anybody else was going to kind of get in there and snatch him up. Probably felt pretty confident we could get a deal done, so we start talks with Luis Muriel. At that point, it was just an evaluation. And then the next day, a bid. I'm trying. I don't know why these are out of order, but they are. There we go. Atalanta considered City's initial offer to be, quote-unquote, too low. And then this report from Giorgio Ducey says, it is now very unlikely to go ahead today and also in June at the deadline unless conditions change. So at that point, we're like, all right, well, Deals off, and then we get an exclusive report from Christian Rice. Rice, yes. Uh, Mario moving towards agreement with Orlando City. In principle, it would be a two-year contract uh, with an option for one more. Luis Muzi confirmed that Muriel is being discussed internally. 
And he has that information from Louis Muzi because he had a conversation with Muzi about just this transfer. Mm-hmm. Apparently, might have been more. We didn't get any more information, but he did talk with Muzi fitting from one on one. Yeah, so we put out Christian's report on our page, and then the next day, I believe it was, a report from AS Columbia comes out, um, an article posted the same day that Christian's report comes out, stating that Italian media is under the understanding that Atalanta does not want to sell uh, Luis Muriel. They're going to retain him until the end of his contract in June, and from there... Inter Milan was actually expected to win the race for his signature as they've been looking to sign him since the beginning of this season. We kind of talked about it a little bit in our group chat in days past, looking at Alexis Sanchez, who is 35. They let go of Edin Dzeko. He's overplaying in Turkey. Uh, Marcus Thuram has come in, and he's, I think, eight goals, seven assists. They they played earlier today, or I think it was an own goal, though. So he's on 15 goal contributions. Mm-hmm. And then, was there one more? Lataro Martinez, Martinez, obviously. So you have two good strikers in Taram and Martinez. Alexis Sanchez is 35, and Jekko's already gone. So if you let Alexis Sanchez go, or he's just 35, then you need to bring someone in. Right. If you can get a guy with Serie A experience, yes, he's 32, but he is three years younger than Sanchez. So he could get... The, get he could get you that experience uh, and help you out in the next couple of years right. while they go out and look for another big signing like Martinez. Yeah, I mean, fanta- if that was the play, then fantastic move business by Inter Milan, you know, not getting sucked into signing him now and playing it out until the end of his contract as, you know, Atalanta didn't want to sell. And then today... At about 3 o'clock, we have the one and only, the notorious one himself, Fabrizio Romano. Dropping a bomb out of nowhere from... Here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not exactly. A, not quite a no. here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not at all here we go, but... <laughs> um, first by... I'm going to see if I can remember this. It's Matty Matteo, right? I don't believe Maddie, it's Matteo. I think it's Moretto. Moretto, that's what it was. Mattia Moretto. How many tweets has this guy put out since? Or I mean, it's Fabrizio. It. What do you expect? Why don't you just go to ah, our there page, it is. bud? Ma- Matteo Moretto. There you go. Matteo Moretto. <laughs> First by him, he posted four days ago with only the words Luis Muriel to Orlando City. No context, nothing. So I didn't pay much attention to it when I saw it come out. But uh, you know, that's a very rep- tweet. yeah, <laughs> very reputable source. But it's like, all right, I, you're not giving me a ton of information here, my guy. So nothing to really back on. Um, talks have been progressing apparently since that report from Columbia came out, and uh, we we're in the final stages now. <laughs> Final stages of the contract negotiation with Luis Morel. A permanent transfer, immediate permanent transfer. Those words are fantastic, aren't they? Yes. Not waiting until 
June to get the deal done, not waiting until summer to try to find anybody. And then possibly lose him to Inter? Yep. Nope. We're looking, I mean, love the ambition by the by this front office to get this signing done. We don't know the deal with Monk, Duncan McGuire. Is he coming? Is he going? Is What's the deal? But clearly this guy's been a target from day one, and it's a ceiling raiser. You know, this is somebody that 68 goals and 140 appearances in Serie A, I believe. You want me to try to find it? Yeah, if you if you don't mind. Um, but a proven winner, a proven goal scorer at the top level. You know, you're, he bagged 26 goals in the season, Dave. I mean, if he's doing 26 goals in the season over there, what do you think he can do over here? I mean, I think it's a great signing purely because regardless of if Duncan comes back or not, realistically the only strikers we have right now are Enrique, Jacqueline. And if we get Muriel in, that league that gives us an opportunity to kind of move Enrique back out left if we need to. Right. Plus, if Duncan comes back, that's a whole lot of number nine depth that we were kind of asking for earlier on. Yep. Very in, in a matter of 24 hours, we go from having no first-team-ready strikers to two, potentially. Potentially even three. I mean, Jack we, Lander, haven't right? seen, we haven't seen a whole lot. I'm just going to ignore that. A whole lot of Enrique. But from what I've seen, I think he could get it done. Yeah, he. I think he would have been the guy that would have been expected to step up in that slot if we don't make a signing, Duncan doesn't come back, whatever the deal ends up being. Um he probably was going to be the guy to step up, but I do agree. Having him as that depth option out on the left, which is honestly very important at this point. I mean, we were talking about it before. We don't have a whole lot of depth out on that left side. It's Angulo and who? Oh, hey. <laughs> Whoever else can fill out in out there. <laughs> exactly. So just to bring it back to the numbers from yeah. at, at, at Atalanta. 68 goals and 183 appearances. 83. So that puts him over a goal every three matches, which I will take. And MLS season has 36. Mm -hmm. So you're getting over 12 goals from him realistically. Yep. Plus Duncan. Yep. Plus Facundo. Yep. If we'll we have three people score over 10 goals just in our attack. You're forgetting about Ivan. First year for Ivan. <sighs> That's... That could be huge. Three or four. You're also forgetting about Angulo, though. Who could take those numbers down? That's why I said three or four. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're being real slick here. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement here. That would be a huge signing for Orlando. Hopefully it gets over the line. We're able to get over these couple of hurdles that we've got left. Tom Bogert did say on Lions Den, their live, that Personal terms originally were nowhere close between Mirio and Orlando, and hopefully we're not at the point now where all we're trying to sort out is personal terms because then the deal's not getting done. Or he ends up on a DP contract. No. We don't have that option currently. Not yet. So we ha we'd still have to wait and make some moves. And if we start seeing moves happening before he's announced and all that stuff, I think we know that that's going to be our final DP slot. That'll be tell. If we see Caesar or Enrique's contract get bought down before the Muriel contract's announced, that's pretty telling right there. Telling yeah. that that's our DP. Wait. Which a little underwhelming, but I wouldn't be mad. I think it's a I think it's a good a good signing. We've been asking for like an out and out number nine that just knows how to score. To be fair, that's him. Yeah. No, absolutely. So like <laughs> you can't be mad at it, but yeah, you're like 
oh, yeah, let's go get a really good number nine. And you expect someone in, like, the – I feel like in my mind it was someone in, like, the 5 to $10 million range because mm-hmm. MLS clubs can't spend massively. We just saw D.C. – or not D.C. – FC Dallas get Peter Musa from Benfica for $10 million. So, like, they have some cash to splash, but I'll take 3.5 is his market value. So – technically getting them under market value so can't really be mad but also eh, all right i guess that explains it yeah i mean i'm with you there so something that i think we all feel needs to be clarified when we post transfer rumors they are that transfer rumors we have at least here and I feel like across the fan base, been without that type of rumor for a long time, without that talk, without targets, you know, deals. It's always kind of just like out of nowhere, oh, we made a signing. Where did that happen? So obviously we're very tight-lipped on the Orlando side, so we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to try to find deals from the other side. So the reports that we're getting are from, you know, with – Recolo, all the reports that we broke came out of Norway and the Norwegian media and news. With Muriel, it's coming from Italy and Colombia. So obviously there's conflicting reports when all these things come out. So just because we post something does not mean it's true. It's a rumor and we're just putting all this information collectively in one spot. Now, what we will say is we do some research and we do try to accredit our sources and make sure that they're credible and that they're not just somebody out here trying to make a headline using Orlando City and getting somebody to bite on it. That did happen to somebody (laughs) in this studio and they've learned from their lesson. He's not in the studio. What do you mean it happened to that? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Goal. He's learned his lesson. The bankrupt airline. <laughs> and since has done phenomenally, <laughs> I will say. I don't want to talk about fact it. Fact checking his horses and making sure that we're all <laughs> on point. Oh, I think my hip just popped out of place. I heard it from here. It's <laughs> the problem. It, it wasn't quiet either. I'm sure they'll all hear it on the stream for sure. Oh. Or the. But, yeah, just kind of wanted to clarify that we, you know, things that we post are coming from credible sources, but especially with transfer rumors, things change by the hour and nothing is done deal as we've seen with Duncan until you see the motherfucker wear on the pitch. So not not even wearing the kit because at this point, who fucking knows? He could be sat there, pen in hand on the paper, signing the contract. We have it on video. And it's still not fully done. Nope. On the pitch. I, I won't believe it till the whistle's blown and he's running around. Uh, even then. When he bags his first goal, I'll believe it. Yeah. Only, only with Blackburn can you still not be confident that it's done watching him play. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. After the match, he gets shit back here just because <laughs> cops are waiting. Hey, uh, <laughs> you got to go, bud. <laughs> yeah. So. Things change by the hour, by the minute when it comes to transfers. So that's why it's so busy on our social media feeds and things may seem like they're conflicting and back and forth because they are. You saw it with Muriel. Yeah. I mean, one side of the – and 
you know, everybody believes that their sources are credible, you know, but everybody's got to get information from somebody. Tom Bogert, Fabrizio, they all get their information from somebody. So, so, so don't be under our posts with that crap either. That I'm not going to believe it until Bogert and Fabrizio posted. It's like, okay, then don't say anything. How about that? I think there were some that we posted, and then like 30 minutes later, Bogert would then post. Oh, we scooped him three times throughout this this Love entire you, Tom, saga. Now, when they post, it's done deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have very reliable sources. Mm-hmm. So obviously when Fabrizio and, and Bogart post, like that word is truth. When we post, it's like 95% sure that this is what's going on. I'll take that. I'll take 95%. You know, there's always. After that ordeal, yeah, Shut 95, up. I'll give it to you. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, Shut so up. His, his, his rating <laughs> might go down a little bit. <laughs> if, if you see it's from Zach, this one, 90 92. We should we should start doing that, putting authors on all of our <laughs> posts, just so that way everybody. If you can see, it's from Zach. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. I, probably. I didn't. Sorry. Did you stay up all night doing the I transfer did, news? I did. I did stay up all doing night doing the transfer news. I did stay up all doing night doing the transfer news. I was at work. <laughs> okay, buddy. So, to sum up this past week. It has been nothing short of nonsense. Correct. Black, Blackburn Rovers. Nothing short of nonsense. <laughs> Get your shit together. More just like just the Vankies in the front office, the supporters, 98% of them have their shit together, and they just feel bad that any other club has to deal with their club. I feel so bad. Shout out to you guys if you're listening to this. I Yeah, I do feel bad. I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. I couldn't imagine being in your shoes and having to apologize profusely for the incompetence of your front office and your ownership. It's incredibly poor position to be in, and it's sad to see your club in that spot. And we're with you. We want the Vankies out. Nobody deserves to deal with that. All they should be doing is running a takeaway chicken joint. I don't even give them that. Apparently, they've done it well enough. You know what else? You know what their only worry should be for the next rest of their life? Figuring out their financial problems and getting out of court. That, and then after they figure that out, if they ever do, is making it up to the Blackburn supporters. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, yeah, just like a $100 million infusion with no strings attached. That'd be great. Just sell the club. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sell the club and then give them the money to use w- without Correct. your incompetence. Yeah, don't put the debt on the new owners. You pay the debt, but you don't own the club. Sounds like a deal. There you go. Blackburn, we're handling your negotiations. Vankies, we expect a response from you by uh, like 10 minutes. And if you don't respond, we're considering that you're you're leaving. Blue Cran? No. We, no, 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 we, no. We get for doing the negotiations. They get a white crayon just because how fucking useless it is. <laughs> there's there's your fucking offer. You leave, we give you a white crayon. <coughs> I'm a master at negotiations, as we've that. learned from his. What I, a, a I white a white crayon. Who signed it? you for Orlando City for uh, a yellow crayon? <coughs> no, it was no, it changed. And a no, it was a yellow crayon. 
I can't remember. Oh, what. it was because he offered green, and then I said, no, I'd rather have yellow. It was a chip and a crayon. Yep. Master of negotiations over here. Venkies, y'all can fuck off. <laughs> Disrespectfully. Oh, yeah. There's no... We mean that wholeheartedly. You are scum of the earth. Don't deserve any part of this football, this beautiful game. Don't deserve to be anywhere near this sport. And it's just disgraceful and disgusting. Fuck you guys. Fuck off. Anyway, back to Orlando stuff. <laughs> we appreciate y'all for being in here. Sorry for... Any nonsense that may have happened throughout this video, we hope that you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard here, make sure that you hit that like button. Turn on the notification bell. If you're not subscribed already, well, what are you doing? You've been here long enough. It's it's time to hit the subscribe button. Hit the uh, description. All our links are in there for all our socials. We've been very active on them, if you can't tell. So there's tons of stuff coming out of there. You like the transfer rumors? That's where you stay up to it first. We got all the information that we got, we give to you. So we try the best to keep everybody up to date. And once again, it is not law. <laughs> we post it. Especially with me, apparently. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys, and we will see you on the next well, one. I want to oh. say one thing. <laughs> one thing. Ooh. Make sure you tune in to our live streams. We've been doing them every single Thursday. Thursday, I think we said 8.30? 8.30. P.M. Eastern Time. So for the Rovers fans over in the U.K., just stay up till 1.30. Nothing too late for you. Um, West Coast fans, 5.30. Anywhere else. <laughs> you figure, figure out your... Out. Yeah, yeah, you figure <laughs> out your... You, you look at your time zone. You look at Eastern Standard Time and subtract or add <coughs> hours accordingly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, every Thursday we've been doing it just kind of like a... <coughs> We're all just dying in here. Um, yeah, just kind of like a, a... We call them safe spaces. I've been thinking about a new name because I feel like safe space sounds kind of... <coughs> kind of like that, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And hopefully we will see y'all in there also. You can join the live talk. You're in the live stream, like StreamYard. You'll be on cameras and stuff if you want. Talk in, and then we can have some conversation. So make sure to join those. Now you can end it. Yeah, I mean, it's not just MLS stuff. It's just footy in general. We're just, we love to talk football, and we are here to talk with you about whatever you want. So thank you guys for watching this. Thanks for all the interaction on social. And uh, we're just getting started. Let's just put it that way. We've got some exciting content that we're looking to add to our portfolio this year and stay tuned without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.